1: Sans Pants Radio. Yippee Kaye, ki- ki- everybody.
2: Welcome to this week's movie maintenance where some films just need fixing. I'm Kat.
1: I'm Tom. I'm Connie.
2: And this week we're going to be fixing Mother.
1: Mother! I think, I think yeah, it's pronounced uh,
2: Mother. <laughs>
1: mother. You
2: had me, but I never- So Mother is a film. <laughs> Do you
3: reckon when he was pitching it to studios, he was like, I've got this film, it's called, because um, he mumbles a bit, he kind of talks like this. So I've got this film and it's, um, it's really good, the title. Uh, My mother! <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's, Kathy, you look like you don't get this.
2: I don't, I don't. And I, It's
1: in the title. There's an exclamation point at the end of the title.
2: Oh, so you're. Sorry. Yeah. Mother. Yeah.
1: It's a lowercase m exclamation point.
2: It, I never noticed the lowercase m.
1: Really? No. what you did notice? I didn't. Every, every character is listed with lowercase except for um, Javier Bardem. They don't have names, do they?
2: Yeah, but like listed. You know, they
1: do. Um, they're all called everyone in this movie is shit and deserves to set catch on fire. <laughs> well, they do. Well, the, catch they, on fire. But not come back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Mother is the latest film by Darren Aronofsky, which can I just say, the fact that I can say that name. Is incredible because it took me years but to say can't introduce
3: this show. cannot introduce this show. How'd you used to say it? Uh,
2: okay, I used to say it like a Russian person spitting an insult at someone. I used to be like Ach- Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Like I just Aronofsky. couldn't. Darren It was just so hard for me to say. And then I just, over time, I Was it to the to point
3: where you like avoided saying I it? I
2: actively, I'd call him Darren A. And I sounded like an idiot, but less of an idiot. Do you want to know? Do you want to know i Actually, trying to say
1: it. For if you can never pronounce something correctly. So this happens to you a lot, though. It happens to me an awful lot. Yep. Is, um. You just go hard. <laughs> uh, so you, <laughs> either, you either lean to the fact that you pronounce it wrong or if you're a little bit unsure and you're like, oh, Aaron, and so what you do is you, you make a joke out of it. You're like, oh, you know, Darren Aron, Aaron Aronofsky. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I did that. I'd be I Darren Aronofsky. Like, oh, yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, that's good. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'd do that. That'll Thank help you, you now. That'll, that'll help <laughs> <But> you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it because you don't. I can say it. Darren it.
2: Aron- oh, fuck. Oh, it's gone. It's Darren gone. Aronofsky. No,
1: yeah. that's not it. There's a fff.
2: Darren Aronofsky.
1: Yeah. One more time.
2: Darren Aronofsky. She's like
1: Aronofsky. Mm. Yeah.
2: Now he is one of my favourite directors of all time. Thank you. Um, however, this film, I fall somewhere in the middle, and I know that both of you have um, somewhat differing opinions, sort of towards either end of the spectrum. I would like you to argue your cases, courtroom style.
1: So <laughs> I will. I will say this about Mother. Yes. I, I paid money to see it. Mm-hmm. Time is money. I paid time. it, so. it may have been <laughs> the. <laughs> Basically, about halfway through it, uh, I turned to my fiance and Michaela watching it together. I turned to her. I thought you were going to say me for a minute. Uh, I turned to Sean, my fiancée. Uh, I, ter- I turned to Michaela, who was who had stopped watching the movie and had actually looked over at me because she knew that I was about to turn around. And I was like, what? she's like, yeah, it's fucking shit. That movie.
2: Halfway through. W- at what point are we talking
1: here? Maybe- I'll tell you what it was.
3: It was at the point where it wasn't the movie that Tom wanted it to be anymore. Correct. Oh. It changed and Tom was like, no, I'm a, oh, the, my fucking toy's in the playset, blah, blah, blah. Tom. I respect your opinion so much. I really do.
2: Incredible Picture impression. Fuck with it,
3: mate, that's it. It's, it's an inter- Can you say that it's an interesting film?
1: It's interesting until... It's interesting to halfway. You don't, you uh, don't find... do the first party. The movie is actually quite good up to the first party they have. You don't find it interesting when shit goes off the rails? Mm-hmm. Which part? Someone Let's talk call. about the entire Look,
3: insanity of it.
1: The really harrowing moment when that baby gets torn. That is the funniest shit I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> oh, Darren that's, Aronofsky. That's Jesus. disturbing. That is that baby looks so fake. Yeah, well, that movie feels like Darren Aronofsky, who is like in his forties, is like, oh, I'm dating a hot younger woman. I better show everyone how hot she is and how good at acting she is. No, but I forgot to write a fucking movie on the way. I don't feel. I didn't watch Worst the movie. movie of 2017, 16, 15, and 18. <laughs> I would I would watch Suicide Squad again. Oh, no, you would not. I would, would watch not. Suicide don't Squad again. shit. Before I would watch Mother, because at least Will Smith is compelling as a character. Well, that's true. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah,
3: you don't madness, find Jennifer though. Lawrence's performance compelling? Are you one of the fuckwits who would be like,
1: yeah, Razzie no, nomination, no, no, worst no, no. actress? No, she doesn't deserve a Razzie nomination because mm. she's doing the best she can with a turgid piece of fart water.
2: Tom, I don't agree that he was...
1: Someone did a poo in a toilet and then went, oh, we'll put it on as a movie, and it turned into Mother. You just said you enjoyed the first half of it. Yeah. Because it felt good when it came out, so it's half a good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't, I don't agree that oh, it was fuck. a, it was a vehicle to, you know, for him to show off Jennifer Lawrence's hotness. Because first of all, like she doesn't have any. Oh, <laughs> Sean!
3: I, also, I, also no, I do that. I do that no. to annoy Kathy because I know that you love her. I
2: love her, but also she, he wasn't dating her until after he made it, so it, that doesn't add up to me. And yeah, because also, he was like, I when think- "I'm gonna
1: make this movie, and then you're gonna want to fuck me." Can no. <laughs> so when I watch the film I don't
2: agree I, I don't feel like you the you film
3: sexualized her no no I me mean neither
2: oh maybe a little bit towards at the, the end. back end sure in a really kind of sick way in a
3: sick way but then by then the whole world of the film is just sick
1: the most yeah. interesting thing for me is that the first probably half an hour of that film and maybe in the first little bit start ask some interesting questions just throws you into this world where you have no idea what's going ha- going to happen and then answers it in the most disappointing way possible where it's like hey guys, do you remember the Bible? Uh, yeah. My name's Darren, and I'm good at making movies. I made the fountain, and it
3: was about as good as this. Nah, okay. <laughs> you know not Boop. to go near the fountain because it's a fucking beautiful film. Fuck. Oh, I tell it's, you, it's what. a companion piece to Mother. No, nah, well, then they're both, both very interesting and well-crafted films. that both have something to say.
1: Dense. Pointless and made by someone not who didn't have any idea what the fuck he's talking about about anything. You know ever. what,
3: Tom? They might be pointless to a small mind. I felt
1: like I was watching a year twelve movie by someone who's read one philosophy book and one chapter of some other book. It's not your student film, it's Aronofsky's. My student film was better. Oh, I fucking doubt that very much. Had narration in it, mate. <laughs> oh, that's lazy. <laughs> nah the um the sound fucked up. <laughs> I didn't narrate over the whole film. It's just a, a silent movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Kathy, um, I had an interesting time watching mm, the film. Please tell Sean. I wouldn't say that I love it because I think it's an incredibly flawed film, but it is by no stretch one of the worst films of the year. It was. I, I was quite fascinated by it. I think it goes fucking ridiculous in the third act, mm. but it goes terrible as it ended. Act. I sat there and great. I went, you know what? Didn't mind it. But
2: great. I had oh. a good
3: time. I think Jennifer Lawrence. For me, it's her best performance. I it's think. the
2: most unlike her. Well, that's it, she's and not so I think she's often, acting the most. Which and she's so good.
3: Yeah. Like Often you watch her in movies and she's playing a variation of the same character. Whereas in this, I think she was stripped of all that, and it was it was finally it was like watching her like sink into a character
1: for so the first know, time. You know, I, I think, think I needed more from this movie. Actually, while we're talking about Jennifer Lawrence's performance, mm. is I think I needed another insane close up of her face. I don't think there was enough. In the- I'm being sarcastic.
3: That's the film that he was making, mate. He's using filmmaking techniques to mm. have a which claustrophobic effect. Technique? Which one? Which, which storytelling technique? Pick one. Claustrophobia Pick, do, do and, and building tension. Yeah. Claustrophobia. Okay, I'm going to ask this to Cathy because your mind is clearly closed to this film. It's a but shit Kathy, movie. is it the most like kind of uncomfortable? One of the most uncomfortable films you've watched? Where every time someone's a cunt to her, you just feel like I'm just like sitting there being like, oh my god, stop treating her like shit.
2: Yeah, I think that's the best part of the film is yeah. that you feel so frustrated that people are so rude to her. Yes, into her house, and
1: I did feel that. And you're meant up to feel that. the first party, so the funeral. I yeah, felt funeral- that all the way through. Oh, that. You want to
2: punch him in the and face? And as
1: soon as he then like was like, "I've written the poem. It's really good." That's not heavy about him. That's someone else. But yeah. like, as soon as as soon as that that funeral scene ended and it went on and it was like it escalated and like Kristen Wiig showed up and then a war broke out in her house and I was like, "Is this an allegory for the climate change or an allegory for the Bible or is this the terror of why do I care?" Well, it's how we treat Mother Earth. Yeah. Yeah, which was Are you not which, fascinated by the way methods, they
3: portrayed that? religion which, and through. Which war.
1: I understood from the first 90 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Just make it a dinner party. Make it clever. Make it a dinner. Don't bring in fucking war zones. But it's honestly, and this is where it's
3: tricky sort of commenting on an auteur film sometimes, but mm. this is the message that he tried to get across. He was showing this is how we slowly chip away at Mother Earth and yes. then things get drastic. At what, at what point does it end? Where does but it end? Down at the end, and it's just a build up and a build up and Here's a build thing, up and it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Here's the thing. Yeah. Do you know what his movie says? He was like, oh, no, it's about uh, how we treat Mother Earth and everything. Okay, well, what you're saying is to all those climate change deniers out there that it's going to be fine because when we blow Earth up, Heavier uh, Bardem is going to rip its heart out and start a new one.
2: Well, no, I don't think that's what Tom, it's, it's not a
1: literal thing.
2: Yeah. I th- took it literally. Well, you I would think it's because, again, a it's a small mind
1: trying to look at a big canvas. No, I get what I was trying because to do. It's, and it's I think representative it of a so mentality. i being very mean to you. Did it so well in the first hour and then it just went too far for mine. And no, I, I think, think the cyclical oh. thing
2: is about the fact that we that we we take, we destroy, we use, and then we think, oh, well, everything's just going to regenerate. But it won't. And As you say, it won't regenerate. And, and that's the whole point. It does in the film because it's like this is the mentality that we as man, as God, is this kind of like – Elevated version of man is he thinks he can reuse and remake, but we in the cinema know that we can't. You know, he's relying on us being smart enough to get that this is a story, this is an allegory, essentially.
1: He's lazy and couldn't. Nah, he was relying on you know. being smart, Tom,
3: <laughs> and he fucking misjudged you.
1: Mate, your film is only as good as your <laughs> dumbest audience member. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I do not stand by that at all. Having recently watched Annihilation, say, so, okay, I just watched Annihilation, so did I. That was doing similar things, mm. and it was exploring big, complicated ideas in, in a style that is flawed but is still interesting. Interestane. Interesting. 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 I would re-watch Annihilation in a heartbeat, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would watch it again as well to find out where it went wrong. I wouldn't watch Mother again because I know where it went wrong, putting it in an exclamation mark at the end of the title for the start. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. love that the
2: poster was painted, though. Like It was a painting of it.
3: Was it her face just chipping away, sort of? Was that
2: It was her and she was ripping her heart oh, out and handing it yeah. and it was it was painted and I thought that was really cool. I really like that. Not for any particular artistic reason, other than I'm an artist and I like paintings. Yeah. But I think it was cool. I think it set the tone that this was going to be a little bit experimental and very alternative and, and not yeah. like your typical film, blockbuster, whatever, yeah. thriller, any of those but, things. But then it but then it wasn't. But it wasn't like a... No but, it, no, but
1: I feel like it the fell house. into... It was doing something where I was like, oh, this is interesting. It's understated. It's just the house. And then they went, oh, now we're going to do something dumb at the end. And I'm like, oh, good. Well done. It didn't... It, it, the last half of the film made it feel like every film I've ever seen. And I can't even articulate why. Well, it just felt like it's been done to death, even though it hasn't. But I literally... It felt mundane compared to what I was being set up for. I just don't really understand... That comment.
3: Neither do I, Sean. Because it's- (laughs) It's, My brain is a complex place. (laughs) It's Inside out. It is just quite different at the end. It's got nothing similar to what we've seen before. I think it's a really interesting film. And like I said before, I think it's that progression. I I love the way that it starts out really slow and then momentum
1: builds and then falls off a cliff.
2: I picked it. You
1: picked what? I picked how it was going to end. Did you? Yes. Which part? Uh, The fact that he'd take her heart and put it on the crystal shelf. The fact that he would- he would kill her in some way and that she'd kill everyone. Well, good on you for picking up foreshadowing. No, 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 no. I, I need to let you in on a secret, Sean. This may surprise you. Sometimes when I watch movies... Your Wikipedia, what happens at the end? Oh. I'm, I'm dumb as rocks. <laughs> no. And uh, I never pick stuff. Yeah. You're saying this film was clever and interesting? I fucking picked it. And I'm dumb as fuck sometimes. You're not dumb as fuck. You no, are in not. this
3: moment. You're
2: underselling yourself here, but... Tom,
3: I, you're, I never Tom, you're a writer. No, yeah. but, no but the you're three of us. You're smarter
2: than you're giving yourself credit for. Sorry I am,
3: but I never pick
1: things. The
2: three I of us here at
1: Express, Tom. and I'd read the book and I forgot
3: who maybe did it.
2: Maybe it was no, but Hang on. <laughs> the same thing happened to me, actually. <laughs> um, maybe you think. You're, you're. But what you're saying is suggestive that it was meant to be a shock, and I don't think it was meant to be a shock necessarily i think it was for some people but i don't think it was meant to be like a six sense plot twist you know yeah. what i mean i p- i don't think picking it means it's invalid i i think like sean said i think you just like identified foreshadowing and things were set up to happen a certain I like way you're
1: gonna try greatest showman me it's not gonna work
2: what do you mean you know, Showman? i
1: convinced you both <laughs> that we could do a better version of this film and you're like no no mother's good and i'm like mother's not good no i, th- I mean we haven't obviously
2: yet. give it truly. time tom
1: yeah, I'll, I'll take
3: your
2: fix over this film because a lot. I'm going to just. For, I'm going to give you some foreshadowing for this conversation. A lot of what you said, I actually agree with, and I try to fix, ah, so to speak. But go on, we'll get sure. there. There are two people
1: in the room who think that uh, your opinions are garbage.
2: No, I actually agree with Sean. I, I, I just think that I agree. I think that the strengths were stronger than you give it credit for. But I do identify the weaknesses oh, as
1: the, again. Maybe, maybe that's my biggest problem with it is because its strongest part is really strong. So its weakest part is noticeable. Right. So
2: you're you're more angry that it failed as opposed to not not recognizing that it was really strong. You're more angry that as a whole it didn't live up to the strength that it set up. Does that make sense?
1: I I think so if – this is an interesting insight into my life, but it makes me realize that if I had kids and I'm like, no, guys, just fail, it's fine. No, I wouldn't be okay with that. (laughs) Okay.
2: Right, right. I see what you mean. I would
1: <laughs> just because, he, yeah, he tries and then it, it's on the right track and then he just decides to do something dumb instead.
2: See, okay. So when I was in I'm film tired. school, I <laughs> there were I, I noticed and that the majority of the films that people were making would fall into two categories. They would shoot for the moon and try and make something like what they like to watch, and they would usually fail or something really different, something like they'd never seen. And usually, fail, you know, we were experimenting. They were all, the films failed, really, in the first year.
1: So I thought you were talking about, like, every movie. No, no, so no I'm talking like, about oh, shooting films. Say-
2: <laughs> so, like, in the first year, they'd shoot for the moon and they would fail miserably. Or they would try and make it as simple and uh, uh, achievable as possible. And it it would be okay, but, you know, they were setting a really low bar for themselves, so or they were, they were reaching for something so low that it wasn't that exciting if they hit it. I have such a soft spot for people that shoot for the moon even though they fail because I thought those films were so much more exciting. I was always like kind of more supportive and drawn to and encouraged those people that were like, I'm going to try something crazy, it's way out of my league and it might be a complete disaster, but at least I'm trying something different and exciting and it's, I don't, you know what I mean? So Mother feels like that to me, like he was trying to do something you know, unique and 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 without kind of a framework, a pre-existing precedent for that kind of film. And I I do think it failed or missed Mark, but I have a soft spot for that. I like that it tried to do something different that it wasn't trying.
3: That's um, exactly why I love The Fountain.
2: Yeah, and I think The Fountain, I think, possibly yeah. falls into that as yeah. well. Yeah. So I, I I appreciate it for it trying, even though it didn't yeah, make t- it. I, I'm like, thank you for, like, not just trying to do some, you know, I'm trying to think of an example, for not just trying to do, like, your very basic tempole film. Yeah. He tried something and that I'm grateful for that.
1: Can I say? Yeah. I've decided that um I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Because I know I know he can do good stuff. <laughs> the wrestler is a oh. fucking amazing The Wrestler is so good. It's probably it's probably in my opinion his best
2: film. No I reckon for a dream. You can't touch that shit. That's brilliant. The found
1: it's really good. But the wrestler for me the wrestler for me has well well reckon... him again. Because Requiem is really good. Requiem has a great last shot for me. The last that last two minutes of the wrestler, mm. where he looks for Marissa Tomei, see she's not there, and then just climbs up on the rope, and you're like, and then Bruce Springsteen kicks in. Oh, it just that film. I'm like Aaron Nofsky. Yeah, <laughs> you can do it, buddy. Yeah, and he's he's done experimental weird stuff before. Yeah, but I just think mothers just.
2: Ugh. I think Rec Room is an example of shooting for the moon and it landing and, and and that, how incredible that must have felt to make something so unbelievable and so weird and different it's like and it just
1: second working. Second film? First film. Second film. Second,
2: no, I think he did that math one before him. Yeah, one, yeah, my brothers yeah. who are mathematicians loved it. They used to watch it all the it's, time. That's
1: a really trippy movie. It's good
2: though. Yeah, and that's another Art House Crazy Bananas weird film. I, I don't know if it's good or not. I'm so tainted by my brother's love of it, but which may be just I because I love maths. No, it's good. I should watch it again. Would you? Shall we get cracking on my fix, though? Certainly. So, for me, the strengths of this film, the strength, singular, really, in my opinion, is the metaphor that Jennifer Lawrence, Mother and the House, is Mother Earth. Because when we see these people coming in and being so... F- fucking rude and and destroying this thing that she's so lovingly crafted and being so generous, letting, you know, them come in at all, I felt so angry and frustrated I got such an emotional response yep. for me I'm like that and when I you know when I cl- when it clicked that that was the metaphor which it was probably way later than everyone else because I'm a bit like you Tom I tend to get things a little bit later it's Fine. Um, I was like that's brilliant because it's really relevant to now and to the fact that you know we're in the middle of it right now and we all kind of lose perspective and it kind of gave you a weird kind of this weirdness that gave you perspective I, it kind of made me think of that Picasso quote which is art is the lie that tells you the truth and that made me think about that. And I thought that was such a brilliant premise, and it was so achieved in the film. It was the one thing that I felt it really hit the mark on. And I was like, "That's great." However, I don't think that's enough of a premise for a film. And neither did Darren Aronofsky. I feel like it's a fantastic short film, but it's not enough to carry a plot of a feature film. So what what the film needed was a linear, progressive narrative to anchor that metaphor too, and so "He went, oh, what am I going to do? Oh, I'll do fucking religion." and that's where it falls apart for me. First of all, the whole religious metaphor is it, there's so many holes in it. Yeah, it's a bit clever, the rib thing. Oh, except here's the thing, Darren Aronofsky. If I got a Venn diagram of the people that like your films and the people that are interested in religious...
1: He wants to make religious movies. Made uh, and no the people one. that
2: like religious analogies... That is a tiny cross section here because I like Darren Aronofsky's film, and I was raised in a very religious home, and I have a am very interested in religion. I'm not interested in parables and 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 retellings of the Bible. I'm just not, you know. I I know the story. It's it, I got it. Thank you, and I think that you. He's so, he's he's hitching his wagon to this this storyline from the Bible that, in truth, I don't think resonates with any people, and I don't think many people are interested in. So, what I've done is I've scrapped the religious shit because we don't need it. Ooh. But I've um all this the religious thing I oh watched. the religious stuff <laughs> is, the religious stuff is can't, like okay, Javier Abadem is still God, but he's instead of God, he's worship. So he's God when we lived in a society where wars were fighting wars when we were fighting wars over God, but when it Later on in the storyline, he becomes something different. He is he's the embodiment of an idol that we worship, whatever it is at that point the narrative needs him to be. So he does yes. start off as God, but he, he changes throughout. The linear progression that I have chosen to anchor the metaphor of Jennifer Lawrence being God to is the evolution of man, starting at caveman time. So we start the film and So you're gonna you're
1: gonna
3: one up in this.
2: Uh, in Did you a say sense. making
3: Jennifer Lawrence God?
2: No, she's still Mother of. She's still the same. She's still, you know, she can wake up to Javier, Bardem, all that stuff. Fine, keep it. <laughs> fine, it's fine. Yep. Okay, just keep it. All right. I'm having a fight with Aronofsky. But man, as he's introduced this time, they have cows and geese and animals um, out on their little farm thing. And he she finds him <laughs> in the middle of this field amongst animals, maybe even sticky, like the animals have given birth to him. And he is this kind of trembling terrified mess and when we meet and she welcomes him in fact she kind of brings him in and man who is who is sort of our initial formation of human like man so he's just evolved from the monkeys he's caveman he's re- representative of this i should say man is very very fearful of mother and everything she does has like an extreme effect on him so like I've, I, I don't have too many specific images this is where you guys can jump in so she turns on the taps and like that, you know how water running through pipes can make that like whining sound? Yeah. sound. It's like deafening to him. He's so affected by everything she does. Just as like original man, like he was such a bitch to nature because it was it was extreme, terrifying. It was extreme, and it, it it could kill him like that. You know what I mean? They were they were they were primitive, and and nature was a force that could kill him in a second. And so she is terrifying to him, and she is so powerful to him.
1: You could almost have where like. Through like little incidental things, he hurts himself because of something she does. Yeah, and Javier Bardem's like, "Be careful!" Again, similar to like her being a bit abrupt and rude to um, Ed Harris. Ed Harris.
2: But he, I think as a putter, she never means. No, to. No, no, it's always accidental. It's always accidental. And and he, but can, she's so powerful. But
1: can be like, it's hey, okay, just you know, why why don't I, I talk to him?" And this, this, obviously, this man doesn't speak. It's more like noises. Like ah, at this ah.
2: point, he doesn't speak. He does learn to speak soon. But yes, at this point, he's just kind of who's like, who's man. Javier Bardem. So at this point, I mean, you know, I don't- No, so Javier
1: Bardem's the guy he's in the got, house.
2: He's, he's the guy in the house. He's not symbolic of organized religion, God, yet. I I, I don't know, because I don't know my prehistoric history that well, like my, my caveman history. He's just
1: some. He's like something. He's creation.
2: He's just creation this, uh, this, 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 this omnipotent- omnip- Oh, no, that's not the right word. Uh, you know what I mean. He's just kind of around. Actually, no, I don't think that man engages with Javier uh, Bardem's character yet. Okay. I think they ignore each other because I've got a point where they, you know what? In fact, I'm certain they don't acknowledge each other. Okay, cool. So it's more about him. But, and but her she, she like
1: f- does things by accident to hurt him, and then tries to make it better, and he just kind of panics. Yeah, and...
2: and he's so sensitive, and he's like always cowering and just looking up at her and fearful of her.
1: Do you make this Domhnall Gleeson? Oh,
2: oh yeah, he could play man. I don't know if
1: that's him to say his name
2: for sure. Domhnall Gleeson, I think so. You
1: committed to it, so DG. DJ. DG.
2: <laughs>
3: Digly <D-g-le-son. laughs> Brennan's boy. Brenner's boy,
1: Gleeso. Domi Gles, Digles, Diglisi, But no, but in all seriousness, Domino could be that that early man.
0: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So he's in awe of her power. Everything she does is equal parts incredible and terrifying. And, and, and And there are moments, I think, at this part of the film where he's so fragile that you think he could just like literally like die in any moment. So fragile. So fragile. As was humans or the version variant of humans at the time. You know, we could have very easily, you know, if the weather patterns had gone differently, just been wiped off and become extinct. So he was very fragile and you feel yeah. like, oh, is he even going to survive the next two minutes? Like he's like super fragile.
3: Can I just quickly clarify yeah. what time period we're in?
2: Oh, fuck, I don't have any clue. My history is not that good. Is it, is,
1: it, is it just...
2: We're talking the dawn of man from, what, what I'm from apes to is, caveman.
1: The time period of the house is just the same. Like it looks exactly the same. She's in the Yeah, that's clothes. all the same.
2: Yeah. 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 He's, he's like... Like but, but caveman, or pre-caveman, like that beginnings of caveman. So I'm the house caveman. is the same as in the film, yes.
3: yes. And then this
1: like caveman type.
2: Repre- yes. he, he, he's, he's probably, probably wearing
1: clothes like a normal person. Yeah, sure. yeah. He's yeah. not
2: a literal caveman. He's, yeah. he's, he's representative caveman. of that. Sean, type. stop taking
1: this story literally, mate. Jesus, you just done Yeah, you are gonna
2: have to. You are gonna have to go on a little bit of a, a journey with me. Broaden yeah. your mind, mate. So until the next until it's man, a complex man film. <laughs> until man, this all changes when he discovers tools. Which is kind of getting more into caveman era again. My history at this part of history, I have good like World War One history. I don't have great history at this point in time. He discovers tools, so things like hammers, and and maybe he finds a rock and he kn- knocks something. Then goes into the tool shed and he starts bringing tools out. And his relationship, the moment he discovers tools, um, changes. Where before he was fearful, now he's respectful, and now he gains confidence but he's very, um, shows a lot of gratitude to, to Mother Earth. So, and he starts to work with her. So I like this idea that they prepare this dinner together and she's still kind of, she's in charge, she's taking the lead, but he helps her. He uses the tools that he has discovered to help her. And in return, she gives him things and she helps him with like things that he needs help with, whatever it is in this analogy. So I had this idea that he helps her peel the potatoes and they cook this amazing meal and she he kind of lingers in the doorway and she offers him a seat at the table because nice. he has helped her because he's used his knowledge his skills his tools his fingers which is something significant in evolution to to help her so she offers him a seat because she is a giving person as as his mother now she's she's bountiful <laughs> with resources <laughs> i meant that in earnestness but it sounds really goofy and i think and i think they sit down at this beautiful dinner that they've prepared And he's very grateful, but he's confident. He he accepts it and he accepts his place at the table. He thinks he's earned it. Um, And he sits down and then I think Javier Badem God walks in because we're now moving out of the tools phase and he sits down at the table and they look at each other and he acknowledges God. It's the beginnings of religion in the plot line. He acknowledges God, which moves us into the next phase. The acknowledgement of God splits Man into two, and I don't know how I'd show this. I was hoping you guys could help me out here because what he is, he's going to split into two. And for this, you know, showing the evolution of man, there's so many different ways you could you could take it. Yeah. But I kind of liked this idea. I was very drawn to this idea of looking at like attitudes. I was thinking when I was thinking about the attitudes of uh, man's relationship with Earth, it kind of drew me to like imperialism and this concept of taking and controlling and and seizing and and what we do with the earth itself. And for me, this scene, when he acknowledges religion, it splits man into two. This sort of two men create... Maybe another man just walks in and sits down. Maybe it's as simple as that. De
3: has a twin brother.
2: Twin brother, except it'd be... Yeah casting would be interesting because of race because the two men that are there is we have, I think the original one it will stay, cause if we've, especially if we've got John Huggleson, um, sort of a European looking imperialist man and the other one is, I've called him tribal man, I've kind of ba- and there are so many different groups of people that he could be based on and, and in truth it would be an amalgamation of many, but I'd like to base him off the Moriori in, from New Zealand who were these incredible Group of people who were, without having any like global research, had incredible understanding that you can't take too much from the earth. Yep. They did take, of course, they were pacifists, but they did take, but they we very, very good at regenerating and about balance and about not taking too much and only taking what you need and then helping the earth to regenerate and to grow okay. because helping the earth helps them. And 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 I know that there are a lot of indigenous Australian tribes that you could that also do that. And I'm sure there is many more that I don't even know about. So I've kind of rooted tribal men as as Moriori, but it, in truth, it's it's so many, so versions of so many. I know
1: where you, you're going. What? Where am I With going? Casting? No, I'm not. Even, I wasn't even about to talk you're casting. Not? Oh, okay. Because I thought that, and I thought, no, nah, I don't think it would work. I thought Tom
3: was going to suggest Taika Waititi. I was. Oh my I,
2: god, but, he would be perfect. But I, he would great. Taika.
1: Taika. He's got a very expressive face. He, it would actually be interesting to see him do something that isn't comedy. Yeah.
2: And I think he should look a lot like I, I don't. I wouldn't dress them differently to, to imperialist men. I just think it's just that that they're similar. I just think that there's a just different attitudes to the way that they treat mother.
1: You could have it so simple that as soon as he acknowledges God, he kind of like knocks something over at the dinner table but doesn't pick <laughs> it up. And, yeah. And she's like, oh, so she goes to pick it up and then she, as she looks out the window while well, Javier him because he does that. It's the same in the movie where he just starts ignoring her. Yeah. They start having this in-depth conversation and making plans and they're like, yes, all of a sudden they've got stuff on the table and he's like, one. what are they doing? And he's like, yeah, and they start talking about the house and so she's following around the house and she hears a noise outside and she panics, runs outside and there's like a tiger there, they are like feeding her ducks. Yeah. yeah. And like they've wandered off and he's brought them and back. And maybe
2: he takes the eggs, but he yeah. feeds them or he takes one egg yeah. and he leaves the rest. Like he's he's like, he kind she, of no, has no. this inherent understanding that you don't be the dick to earth.
1: He feeds the ducks, brings them back from wherever they were and she gives him one of the eggs. And he's like, oh, thanks. And off he goes. So it's like, yeah. I'll do this good thing for the environment and the environment will reward you. Yeah. Me.
2: And he kind of just inherently gets it. And he, it's not, an yeah. I mean, I remember reading when I was in New Zealand over the holidays, Um, there was this uh, ship, manifest from this European settler who came and he was like, oh, I'm going to do good by the local people in the local land and I'm going to do a nice cull of the seals. So he killed like 400 seals in an afternoon, took just their fur and left all this... You know, where where the you know the people there would have used every part of the body and would have taken like a fraction of that. And this guy was like, oh, and I agree. he was a, 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 you know a sat, a European satellite on a ship, and he was like, "Oh, and I agree. a great guy killing four hundred seals." And it was just like, just did not understand that this was waste, and this was a terrible thing. So that's <laughs> kind of he's what inspired imperialists. Fucking men Barnum at this point
1: <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure
2: they weren't all dicks, but this guy was a f- an idiot.
1: A lot of them were. Because <laughs> they were like, nice. "Oh yeah, yeah, I've arrived here. Um, no one killed. else lives here. Oh, we've been living here for a hundred thousand years. No, nope, no, nope, you heard me. No one else lives here. This is my house now. <laughs> hey, that'd be. He, you could even have bits where like she goes into a bit a room and he's like just claimed it. Yeah, it's yeah like, that's oh, good. Like he he starts wearing like more layers and he like takes off a jacket, just hangs on a chair. He goes, oh, I'll be right back. Or like she's like, oh, is this your teacup? He's like, oh yeah, sorry, I was just in there just reading a book and I, I forgot And She's like, oh, and the book's out as well. Like he just starts strewing his stuff everywhere." Whereas you have the Taika character going around and he he kind of either is outside or when he comes in, he's always packs up after himself and hands it back yeah. to her.
2: And... Always though, from the perspective of Jennifer Holland, she should be like doing her thing, walking past a room, and then she sees almost like, like through two doorways, if you know what I mean, sees um Imperialist Man like pushing Taika Waititi around, being yep. kind of like dominant. Yeah. You know, and to the point where I like the funeral scene, how she kind of just come downstairs and it's happening. I want that because this is the new phase where imperialist man and is is really using organized religion and he's bringing people in without permission. And she's like, well, "Who died? Who do you think died?"
1: That tr- the other man,
2: Taka Watiti. Watiti, and it. she's like, "How did he die?" And I think maybe just like a dark look should cross um, imperialist man's face, and it's pretty clear, but it's never explicitly stated. Yeah. And then like and he should just walk away, never him. answer, and
1: she's like, "No one will tell me how." He- and people are like, you didn't even, like, that could be great things, but all these people keep coming, and Javier Benham can be like, oh, it's such a tragedy. She's like, you didn't even know him. You yeah. didn't talk to him. And then he like, ignores her. He <laughs> yeah, die? he just she's like, her. it doesn't
2: make sense. He can't just die. He was a capable man. And, and uh, yeah, and it's kind of like, it's this unspoken suggestion that he was murdered. But
1: they've taken all the ducks to cook for his funeral. Yeah. Like, Where are the ducks? Oh, nice. She's
2: like, he loved those ducks. He wouldn't have wanted them all to be dead. Or we wouldn't probably, you know, and, and it's this kind of this really. And there's really... Just
1: so much leftover duck. Yeah. They just don't need that much duck. No one needs that much duck, and no. I think
2: I've written here that a lot of f-
1: waste four hundred seals worth.
2: Um, I like this idea. Sorry, that um, Takoteda's character would offer her water when she's working really hard. He would he would offer her water. He would he you know he would take well he would he would get things, but he would be very supportive of her health as well. That yeah. that was a big thing for me. I was like, it's all about her health. He's looking after her health when the funeral takes place. Imperialist man makes this kind of like horrible. And this is about voice and taking away voice here. The Europeans' whitewashing history is kind of what I'm, I'm you know, trying to represent here. He says t- he, he t- this t- horrible eulogy where he's mocking and he's cruel and he literally just says untruths just lies about what happened and, and about who he was as a man. And and then and he's kind of blaming and he makes it seem like his death was his own like inability to 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 be progressive or whatever, adapt or survive. Um, and it's it's horrible. The funeral you meant to just be like, oh, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. I can
1: die. <laughs> and everyone's just joining in and like, oh yes, oh yes.
2: And this is this is where the kind of we're getting to maybe the 18th century here. So the kind Age of, of Enlightenment. Mm, I'm using air quotes right now. <laughs> <laughs> then we have this great scene where, oh, no, maybe not the 18th century, sorry. I'm. You know what? I won't give a date because I'll just show my lack of Some point setting. in history. Some point in history. I had this great idea here of, so then I was like, okay, well, then there's the point where man discovered the whole world and, and, and discovering the whole world was the beginning of the end of imperialism. And I know it took a very long time, but... Sorry, um it took a very long time, but it was you know, imperialism is this idea that you need to grab as much land. Well discovering that there is a finite amount of land in the world is 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 a significant point. And I have this I had this great idea where um Dom Gleason, it's like this one tracking shot and you watch him move. For, and he literally goes to every single room in the house and it could be like honestly like a 10 it's an art house film we make it like a 10 minute film and each room has this different thing going on and some of them are still being constructed and sometimes he takes something from one room and sometimes he leaves one room and he just glances in and it could be really interesting just to kind of explore this maze of a house it kind of i was just thinking about like do you remember when you're a kid and you go to a house Maybe this never happened to you guys, but it, it happened to me. And you go to like this one of those really long houses and you feel like you're, it goes on that whole forever. That hallway's gone
3: on for 10 years. You feel like the house is growing.
2: And you're like, there are so many rooms and some of them are untouched. I want it to feel like that feeling.
3: The house needs to feel alive.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and, and and each room is like a mystery and like it has, an you know, this kind of like... Yeah, like you said, it feels alive. I just have a very vivid memory of my grandparents' house and just always being like, there's another room? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and I wanted to kind of capture that feeling, yeah.
1: You could do something nice too where he says he's exploring rooms. Jennifer Lawrence is kind of going along with him and she'll like be like, "Ah, oh. she'll go to turn around, there'll be a wall there. She's like,
2: what? Oh, that's nice.
1: So he's like putting walls in by walking into rooms. So he's segregating land. Maybe he can
2: even move furniture and she can just kind of be like, no, like it goes there. But he pushes it back. He's very insistent. No, this is going to go. And there's like a weird, and she's like.
1: And and then you just have a moment where like she's given up on that. She goes back, reads a book, and then like a hammer just comes through the wall above her head. And he's like, "We're going to put a door in here so we can get through to there easier." Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, as
3: fantastic. it gets more extreme. I think yeah, you yeah. start out small, where he wants to move a chair, and she's like, "No, no, no," moves it back. And then later, she goes into the room, and it's moved it's again. Moved again. Like, so he explores. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, he explores the whole house, and then it comes to a point where he stops and he realizes that he's seen every room in the house, and as have we. That's why I like this idea of one continuous shot, and this is kind of a change in him.
1: <laughs> this is where you can then ratchet up the extremes of him like moving yeah. shit around the house.
2: Maybe maybe he starts off slow and then it builds and builds. Now, at this point, now we've reached maybe the 19th century. Maybe not. We've
1: skipped ahead in we Don't put we're, a date we're on using, it. We're using the theoretical rise of man.
2: Yeah. And at this point, I was going to bring in war and I actually liked the way they did it. That it just went crazy, it just went bananas, and each bit was kind of like the evolution of what. I actually liked that of it. Except I had I had slightly different points. Um, I want him to be, and this is probably totally stupid, and you guys can totally cut this. But I I was always fascinated about the difference the change between world war 1 and world war 2 the the way that the wars were fought world war 1 people were still on horseback yeah. even though they had rifles they didn't really know what to do and they failed so often and 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 world war 1 was the end of imperialism so i like this idea that at the beginning of the war thing he's riding like a big white horse and it's like shitting in the house and it's just like and he discovers the machine gun or discovers our machine gun. He just finds one and he, sh- and, I- and I love animals. So this is hard for me to put into a film and I wouldn't want to watch it. So don't actually film this, but it makes sense that he finds the gun and he goes, "Well, I don't need this horse," and he just shoots the horse, and oh. that's the starting point of the madness, and yeah. that's the end of World War One, moving into World War Two. He starts to build trenches. She trench does it horse. in front
1: of her, right? It's her horse. Oh, of
2: course, it's her horse. It's her horse. Perfect, it's her horse. She's like, "What are you
1: doing, running around on my horse?" No, it's just someone oh, I...
2: killing your pet. He's that like, is, I can get around the oh. house faster
1: on this horse. And she's like, "He's smashing things," and because all the people from the funeral didn't leave.
2: No, no, it's it's it's, it's escalating like it does in the film, and he, he find he discovers the machine gun he's shooting the horse. That's when things go bananas. There's things like trench warfare and then chemical weapons and then, you know, as it does in the film, I've kind of kept that all the same.
1: No one tears a baby apart in a really stupid scene.
2: Well, I- I didn't know what to do with it, and, and, it's, and the rest of the she film I've actually kept baby. pretty much the same. Uh, the only thing is Javier Bardem, you know, uh, you know, in the middle there, he's he's definitely as he is in the film. He's he's God. He's he's religious God specifically. But I I like the end, the, the idea at the end that you know. Although religion, don't get me wrong, I know it's still a huge part of society today. I think that this idea that he wasn't God, he was worship, and that and again, this is another thing you can totally cut. I had this idea that he became like this concept of idolization, and he's like Justin Bieber. Like, or maybe not him, but he evolves into this kind of like celebrity and fame and he becomes so is he's
3: not a writer anymore. It's something I think different. he
2: can start off as a writer. But I think he at the end, you know, he goes almost a
1: rock star by
3: the
2: end. Yeah, he becomes like almost a, a, as you say a rock star because he's like this idea of worship, and then, and then I had this idea that he was like just had oil coming out of him, and and it was like this idea where he's like resources and this scramble for resources, or maybe she has the oil. I'm not quite sure. The ending I more or less kept the same. I just following this premise. You could mix pretty much.
1: You could just at this end beat. Yeah, I don't think you need Javier Albadiem to show up again.
2: To show up again? No,
1: I think once he's once that's he's given big... man the idea that God exists and therefore I'm more important than the world because God made me. That's all you need. Domino Gleason then becomes the main antagonist to Jennifer Lawrence. I think bringing mm. God back in obfuscates. Can I the creationist version jump on top of that and say that that's what kicks off the war? Once he leaves, yeah. Bardem's like, all right, see you, man." And the, like, the what, what
3: god like, oh, figure, oh. Is, I
1: sold him the house; it's his house.
3: The god figure is gone, and then that's when chaos descends. Yeah, yeah, because he leaves. And I then, think
2: chaos needs to start because, oh no, you still
1: get, you still get the.
2: It's there are many like the wars fought film. over religion. You even have
3: like signs of chaos beginning, and then Bardem's character is kind of just like washes his hands of this. And she leaves. could go looking for him to be like, oh, "I need May- you to stop it," and he's just gone. Well, yeah, actually, no, she would confront him. Because you probably want them to have one final scene together. Yeah. She just talks to him and he literally doesn't respond to them, just walks away.
2: No, 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 no. Even better, he says, if I'm not here. So maybe a lot of the the war stuff begins where Dom Hall Gleason's like fighting over. He's saying, no, 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 Harvey Aberdeen's character said this. No, you've got it wrong. Like, you know, they're, they're fighting religious wars. And Dom Hull, and Harvey Aberdeen goes, well, what if I leave? This will stop the fighting. This will fix your problem. He leaves. They find something else to fight about.
1: Because it was never about him. I like the idea.
2: They actually, used no. him to, like the to justify their himself. wars. Pardon yeah, me?
1: I don't think he
3: does it as a nice thing. I think it's a, a dick move. I think he walks away and doesn't listen to anybody because it's Okay, but
2: maybe she has this idea. She she should have this moment of hope then. She should go, well, maybe this will... Kathy, work.
3: you're trying to make it not so much about religion, but it's very religious still. Yeah, I, you, no, no, no. do no, 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 no. you do I, with you him you is still a both. comment on... You can have both scenes, right? Yeah. So you
1: have the scene where she gets the idea that if he pulls himself out of these conversations with Gleason, then Gleason will stop trying to conquer so many errors in an attempt to try to prove himself to Hap Bardem. Yeah. And she explains that all to him and wouldn't that be great? And, you know, we just have a conversation with him and I need you to be there. And he just turns on and walks out like, well, I'm done now. She's like, no, no, that's, what that's mm. not what I wanted you to do. Basically, again, no one is listening to what the house and what Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. and his Mother Earth is telling them, yeah. even its own creator, which is really nice. And you could have they start pulling the house apart to build more house in the house Mm. for other people. And she's like, no, you pulled out that wall and then, you know, they they smash through like a pipe and the oil comes out. And they're like, oh, my God. So they start drinking it. So they're drinking oil. And she's like, what's that? And he's like, it's it's so good. Try some. And she's like, (laughs) no, no, that's that's really bad. Yeah. Or, you know, if they make her bleed, she bleeds oil. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. Get her. She's got good stuff in her.
2: And maybe that's when they, they start to attack her and hurt maybe her. Maybe that's when they
1: start attacking and hurting her. But I think if you remove Bardem, it becomes such a more interesting film because then it's like, it's more about man's impact yeah. on Mother Nature. And at first we used God, and then we used tools, and then we used this. But at every point, we've always been fucking over the world yeah
2: and i think maybe we should it could it could be a little bit of a twist that when he leaves or not to anyone who knows history but when he leaves there should be a genuine expectation that things will change but they don't i mean a little bit like uh, woody harrison's character in three billboards in the sense that you feel like oh he's this really important character but he's actually not and no, maybe harvey yeah. dem and it's kind of an it, you know that kind of same thing maybe he leaves halfway through so maybe the war thing is a bit longer and yeah, and you think that he's quite powerful when in truth, you know, imperialist man's going to do what he always was going to do. Yep. You know what I mean? I like And he that. was using you as an excuse.
1: I like that. Yeah. Because yeah, cool. that did, makes religion, religion really irrelevant in this story. Because when
2: looking at the evolution of men, I mean, you have to look at, in terms of history, you do have to acknowledge religion. I just don't care about the Bible specifically. And that's because yeah. that's just one religion. Like, that's just one story.
3: No, oh, yeah. Make it's a, not the
2: be and all and end all of humanity. You know,
3: make a statement on it as you have in this, but just don't wrap it around a really ham-fisted parable that's like no. so easy to pick,
2: and and that and that no one cares about, and we all know the story. It's not like you're telling us a new. Uh, well, he's telling us a new version of the story, I suppose, but you're not. The content itself is still the same. You're yep. not bringing us new material. You're just painting us the same picture with different colours. You know what I mean? Tell us something different. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I prefer this version of the film better. The chaos seems earned.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, I felt that too when you were talking it through, Kath. Like the mm. chaos, it feels like it actually built, whereas in the other one, like I think I said earlier, it just sort of fell off a cliff. And I was still, as an audience member, engaged in watching it because things were happening, but it didn't really carry as much weight as kind of what you've sort of mm. suggested. That's probably why I laughed at the baby.
2: And yeah, I think because by that
3: point you were just switched off. For
2: yeah. me, yeah. the religious... The, specifically the bible aspect of when it came to that war and it fell apart for me because i was like look yes there were a lot of wars for, for religion but there were also a lot of wars that weren't more recent wars yeah. that were not and i was like uh, "Were like it just it just that metaphor didn't hold for me it had some grips in there but i was like uh, and i don't care i don't care about the bible like i'm sorry if that pisses someone off but i i think that if if you are passionate about the Bible, you probably didn't like this film anyway, and this film wasn't for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Because, but then if you have happy about him as God, he can be any God.
2: He can be any God. That's the point. It's this concept of worship in general yeah. and man's desire to...
1: To falsely attribute he, the gifts around them to somebody else. That's a nice man's thing. Man's
2: desire Ooh. to look up to, but also his desire to use, to exploit and yep. to exploit those who do genuinely look up to, and it's an indictment of that, I think, is my version of the film. So my film, vision of the film, I think, would piss off just as many people as Mother did, but maybe f- would more people would like it. Maybe, I'd like to think.
3: Well, what's the greatest criticism of the actual film? I think it's the craziness of Act 3. It's just shit. I used to think it.
2: that it, a lot of people didn't get the metaphor, and they were like, well, if I had to Google it afterwards, it doesn't stand up.
3: Well, and I too. kind
2: of agree with that thinking. It's like, if someone has to explain a piece of art to you... You
3: <laughs> might encounter that
1: same thing.
3: I,
2: I might, but I think that I would encounter less. Yeah, potentially. I'd like to think so. Maybe not. Maybe I would. Maybe it would have the same issues. But I wanted you, to Your third sh- act seems
1: so much more earned though. Yeah. Like, it just seems like it. a progression and, and it's,
2: yeah. But I did want to stay true to the kind of the crazy art house-ness that was Mother because I thought that was a strength for it, you know? Uh, I like the
1: idea of her viewing things through like several doors.
2: I, yeah, just that image. I love seeing that in films when you like see things like through two rooms and you're like, oh, because it's... That's cool it's a cinematic thing that I I rather enjoy.
1: No, it's it's good. I right. I like it a lot. Thank you. You could even have her find Tyka's body towards the end. Anyway, that'd be a nice touch before she blows herself up. And
2: it's clearly murder. And she it, she's like she kind of believes that it was an accident, and then when she realizes it was like it was intentional, you know, it, it's that's this when huge she betrayal
1: blows the whole house up.
2: That's when she goes bananas. Yeah, yeah. that could be something. Um,
3: Would you have a scene of her burying him then, like putting him into the earth? Yeah. Nah. No, no, nah.
1: no. Okay, she's just gone beyond that. That's cold, mate. Yeah, mate, she is now cold because Mother Nature Gets doesn't cold. actually care. All right, she will reward you if you reward. If you're good to her, but if you're not, boom. But he was good to dead. her. Yeah, no, but everyone dies now. <laughs> it's got to that point. Yeah, she's like, fuck off. I God. could grow a nice garden. If the sun explodes, I'm still dead. <laughs> <laughs> that is very bleak. Ugh.
2: Wow. On that note, if you have any comments or questions, you can contact us on sanspants radio at moviemaintenance.com. Yes. Uh, nope, Movie maintenance at sanspants Yes. Or individually, you can find me on Twitter at Kath. Atkins Five. Yeah. Also, maybe for me, I, I spend more time on Instagram at Catherine. That
1: fucking Instagram again. <laughs>
2: Catherine, I'm a visual person, and my art is on Instagram, so it's it's more exciting. Um, Catherine Atkins' art is my Instagram handle.
1: I'm at awkward treat, or you can also come after the movie maintenance crew as a collective. Um, at MM sans Pants, and I'm at Sidekick of Dali. <laughs> and if you also are interested in in more. Fixes and more nonsense from us and the rest of our absurd friends at uh, at SansPants Radio. Um, you should think about becoming a Sands Must Plus, Plus member for five bucks. You get a whole bunch of bonus content, um, early episodes. You also get to listen to some stuff that we do at Movie Maintenance, uh, AGMs, where you can hear us just yell about movies that have just come out.
3: And if you're not sick of mine and Tom's voices, uh, we have a new show with Joel Doucher from Plumbing the Death Star. It's called How Good's Footy? And you can find it at How Good's Footy?
2: Yeah. Sean, how good is footy? It's well, uh, Don't answer Don't answer No, gonna find out the in the show <laughs> <laughs> You have to tune in All right, thank you, bye
0: Understand
2: how